Welcome to Midweek Motivation on Wove Inspiration, the extra push you need to keep moving forward. Well, good afternoon, you guys. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration's Midweek Motivation, and I am super excited to be able to interview this special guest because I've known this lady for, I know, well over three years, and I've never met her in person. We've only communicated over Facebook and but it's been, she's been a blessing to my life because we actually worked together for a brief period of time when I was attempting to be a, a blogger and everything, but that's a whole nother story. But it is such an honor and privilege to have Miss AJ Luck on my show today. This woman is a phenomenal author. And if I tell you, she breathes, eats, and, and sleeps writing I am not exaggerating. This woman has written a lot of great books. So AJ, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited to be here and to hear your beautiful voice. (laughs) Thank you. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself, AJ. Well, I am a completely broken, jacked up human being who loves Jesus with all of her heart. All right. Um, I'm a wife of 17 years to my wonderful husband. I'm a mom to an amazing 14 year old son. We live in Jacksonville, Florida. And by the power of prayer, we did not get hit by Hurricane Dorian. Uh, So that was a blessing. Um, I am a published author. I have um, published my memoir, which is is my story of abuse from the age of five to 30. And it's told with a sense of humor because you don't really want to talk about you know, 28 chapters of just sad. So I say it's a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hold your breath in suspense, but you will get off the ride in the arms of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I was looking over your bio and and I, I literally laughed out loud when you said at the age of eight, you decided you want to be a solid gold dancer. You went way back on that. <laughs> I did. And the fact that you know what a solid gold dancer is, you are my people. That's so good. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So uh, I, what was that yes. like? Yeah. <clears throat> I would watch that show faithfully and I wanted the little round platform. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you need to Google it because it's worth it. Yes. I wanted the white go-go boots. I wanted Dionne Warwick to be in my living room so bad. And um, yeah, I thought I could dance. I'm 47. I can't dance. I never became a dancer. So I just wrote about dancing. So we're good. Awesome. So you started writing at what age? Actually, um, I would say probably at as soon as I could hold a pen or a crayon, I started writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a script on the back of a strawberry shortcake lunch bag, legit from the 80s. Wow. For my, I know, right? From my solid gold show. We lived in an apartment complex and, you know, we had Michael Jackson and we had, you know, I was the dancer and Dion Warwick even though I'm just a chunky white girl, but it is, you know, what it is. And um, we had a bunch of kids in the neighborhood with our little radio shop tape recorder playing some music and ended up with like 
30 adult people sitting on a grassy hill watching us make complete fools of ourselves, but I still have that script in my filing cabinet. So that was probably the first thing I can remember tangibly writing and holding on to. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. Now you had mentioned earlier that, you know, you had experienced some some really horrific things in your life. Was that like um um an outlet for you writing? Absolutely. Yeah. Um I love to create different characters and um I really related to the cartoon, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe at a very young age. And so I always thought about Narnia and the magical creatures and a way of escaping. Um, so writing became my Narnia. Okay. So what was your first, what was the name of your first book that you wrote? The first one that I wrote is called Shattered Perspectives, Seeing God Beyond Broken Dreams, Fears, and Failures. And that is my memoir. Um, like I had said, my story of abuse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, it took a long time to come to grips with a lot of what I thought I had been healed from Um, to go back and write that. And just a little side note that I don't mention in the book, but I do with interviews, is I had finished the manuscript about three years before I published it, and there was some quiet time, and I had my, you know, 500 pages or a ream of paper filled out, and it was all done, and just told God, look, I'm done with my story. I've written it. We've, We've done it, Lord, and my family was, my husband was at work, my son was at school, and God just kind of broke my heart. And he said, no, you wrote it from the wrong heart. You wrote it to justify your pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I asked him, what do you want me to do with this? And I saw my fireplace in my living room and I am not a pretty crier. I'm an ugly crier. (laughs) And I began to ugly cry. And I put all 500 pages of that manuscript in the fireplace and I set it on fire. And I said, then Lord, let this be a burnt offering unto you and purify me and write what you want me to say. Mm -hmm. And so it was several years later and the doors that I thought I had closed because I was healed, I had closed because I had decided not to deal with those issues. So by the time I was finished with this book, I could honestly say I had forgiven everyone that had hurt me or abused me in one way or the other. Um, And that my husband and I talked about it that once we published, even if one woman or one reader came back and said, I believe now that I matter, that was our definition of success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> What's amazing is that, and, and God is so awesome, in that he has connected me with so many other authors that have done exactly, not exactly what you did as far as um, burning your, uh, your first manuscript, but having poured themselves into the on on uh, you know added pen to to paper and pouring out everything that uh happened to them and and being so transparent about what happened to them um a lot of the individuals that i've interviewed previously they said you know it was kind of hard really because you're you're having to remember the bad mm-hmm. stuff that happened to you. So how was it for you initially when God said, okay, I need you to write this? Well, initially, excuse me, I have something in my throat. It's okay. <clears> throat> initially, when he said, I want you to tell your story, I had, um, 
I was married to my now husband, but I was divorced twice before I was 30. And so the church that I grew up in, that was a huge, no, no, you didn't do that. Mm. So I had to overcome a lot of mindsets, first of all. And I thought, okay, well, my last husband, my ex-husband, um, was a self-proclaimed evangelist. Okay. Now there's a difference between being called by God and calling yourself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that at the time that I married him. And there's a huge difference. One is directed by the hand of God and one is directed by the hand of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so unfortunately in that situation, um, he was a self-proclaimed evangelist. He moved me seven states away uh, from my support system. And he would find all of these undiscerning pulpits in this small town. And he would preach and then come home and push me down a flight of steps or give me a black eye, you know, break my hand in a door. And it was all in the name of God because I wasn't holy enough mm. or good enough. And so I had to overcome not only preconceived ideas of the church, but preconceived ideas of God. And so when God laid it on my heart, it's time for you to tell your story. I thought he was just telling me, I want you to tell your story about your ex-husband. So I'm like, okay, I've made peace with that. I've moved forward. I've forgiven him. I can do that. And when I sat down to write, he said, no, start from the beginning. And that shattered me mm. because I realized that the abuse didn't start when I was 27. It started when I was five. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go back and I had to, you know, go down that hallway and open those doors. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. But I had to keep reminding myself that it was just a character in a book. I'm not that person anymore. I'm safe. I'm loved by my now husband. I have a great life everything, even down to a bicycle mm -hmm. that I had to run away from when I fled from my ex-husband, God has redeemed. So it, it was okay. And, and there were weeks and months that I had to put the manuscript down um, because it, it literally exhausted me. Um, it took me to some dark places. I'm not going to lie. I went back into therapy and God love therapist. Um, I'm actually, I went back to school recently to get my degree in psychology because I believe in the power of being vulnerable, transparent, and a help for what you go through. It's not just for you. It's always for someone else. Mm -hmm. You've got to put in that path on your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you something. And I've asked, I, I, <laughs> it is amazing that I've, I've interviewed several other women that have told their stories pertaining to being in an abusive relationship and they were in the church and everything. And for it, what really hurts my heart is every single woman that I've talked to that it was in the church, they said they did not have support from the church. Was that the case for me, for you as well? 100%. Oh. Um, 100%. The church that he was involved in, um, without going into a lot of crazy stories, I mean, the crazy is in the book for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but their church actually came to my home um, with the elders and the deacons after I had cooked this grand meal and, and just kind of berated and belittled me and started screaming at me to deny the Trinity. There was no such thing as the Trinity. Um, just 
telling me that I was just a horrible person um, really made me doubt who God was. Um, and then when it came to my church that I came from before I got married, mm-hmm. it was, how could you leave him? God hates divorce. There must be something wrong with you. You must not have enough faith. Mm-hmm. Um, there was never the option for any area of the church, his or mine or whatever, um, at the time where they wanted to check on me and see how I was doing. They kicked me out of the church and I hold that as a huge honor. I mean, that's fine because I told the uh, church from my ex-husband, you know, if you want me to serve the Jesus you describe, I'll just go to the bar and backslide because Mm, it's suffocation and religion and that's not my Jesus. But it was through all those hard trials and seeing that no one wanted to rally around the woman who was supposed to be quiet and submissive and the support system for the man of God that made me want to be open and talk about it when I go and talk at churches or women's groups that depression is real, anxiety is real, divorce is real. God hates divorce, but he hates abuse more. And I will go to my grave believing that. Yes. And that's really something that um, a lot of people really need to understand that for whatever reason that man has made up or in the church, some churches have made up in their mind that it, you know, that a woman is supposed to stay in that type of relationship, regardless as to the abuse, the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual abuse that has taken place. They're supposed to stay in that type of relationship because that's what God wants. And I'm telling you, if there is anyone that is listening to this interview and have listened to any of the previous interviews of women that have experienced the same thing that is not of god amen it is not of god you are not supposed to live not only not in bondage but not in, in not in fear you are not supposed to be in that type of relationship so i commend you for one being able to tell your story and be transparent about the whole situation, but being able to, to, to say that, you know, I have overcome this and Mm -hmm. can too. So are there uh, the women that you've come across of this, their similarities in their stories? It is um, heartbreaking how many times a woman has met me at a conference or after an event or even meeting me for coffee Um, And they say the same words. How did you know my story? And Mm -hmm. my first words are, I am so sorry. And if you ever meet me, I'm a hugger. I'm sorry. I'll apologize in advance, but I'm (laughs) going to come over and I'm going to bear hug you um, to let you know that, you know, you are an image bearer of God and you don't deserve that. Um, That is not how he loves his children. And Uh, No matter what you've done, it's not your fault. Amen. 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 So with your, um, this, this being the first book that you did, Shatter Perspectives, what was your next project after that? My next project was just kind of fun. Um, I am ADD in nature and I'm really good at it. Um, So I decided to, this was before the coloring book craze. So, you know, 
take that how you will. But yeah, I have always been one of those people that buy like blank sketchbooks or whatever. Um, and I have crayons and colored pencils, school supply shopping is my favorite season because I get all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I just doodle and I just draw because I can't focus. I can't write linear on a journal page. Um, and so if I doodle, then it helps me think and express more of what I want to say in my journal. And I use my journals as a conversation book. Mm-hmm. And I do want to insert here for a second. I've had a lot of people say, why would you write so much vulnerable things in your journal? What if somebody reads them? And my reply is, what if one day I'm not here? And what if Bibles aren't readily available? Mm -hmm. What if my journal is the only communication with God that someone might find? Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. So anyway, what I, what I did is I took 30 of my little doodles and 30 prayer prompts, and I wrote a book. It's just a little small thing, and it's called uh, Meeting God Outside of the Box, The Power of an Open Heart and a Doodle. And I do prayer starters, and you know sometimes the drawings go a little sideways or whatever, and um, I have it right here. So for example, one of it one of them's a little brain and he has an ice bag on his head and he looks like he's been hurt. And I have Isaiah 55, eight, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. And then the little injured brain has a thought bubble says, Lord, I've tried far too long to figure things out on my own and I feel broken. Please help. I'm finally ready to listen. Wow. And all of these come from my journal. So God meets us on the page. It's incredible. In your own handwriting, he'll answer your prayers. He'll talk to you. So that's all this is. It's just an invitation to learn how to meet God in a different way. Yeah. And you know what? It took me a long time to really figure out this thing about journaling. Because I was like, I'm a a journal. Why do I need to keep a journal? But (laughs) the way that I've done it, it has been phenomenal in that like you said that God answers your prayers even in your writing and mm-hmm. I now have I think a total of three journals now full of mm-hmm. just writing my thoughts out and and it's like I'm writing a letter to God and just and then all of a sudden throughout the day I'm just writing it as if I'm not even in control of myself. I'm just writing, writing, writing. But when you look back at what you've written, one of the things that I do is I go back to maybe a couple of months uh, prior and read where I was then and then read where I am now. And it's like, this was God. Mm. It <laughs> absolutely is. Yes. And it, and it says, and uh, I cannot remember chapter and verse or even book, but it says in the Bible for us to put God in remembrance of his promises to us. So when we journal, and like you said, you go back and you look a couple months back and you're like, man, you provided in such amazing, awestruck ways Mm -hmm. then. So why would I doubt that you're going to do it now? Yes. So it helps keep your focus. It's a really great tool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the other things that um, people can also do is do a self-evaluation of where you are. You find yourself, you know, when you have journaled for so long, when you go back, you're now 
in that stage where you need to self, do a self-evaluation. Okay, what else is there I'm needing to work on, Father? And help me to, you know, work on that and, and, and become the image that you're wanting me to become. Um, it's amazing when you when you are journaling, you see a major transition in yourself and things that you never really uh, thought that you would be able to accomplish and journeys and things that you were able to overcome. It's just, it's amazing. It is truly amazing. And it's inspiring. And, you know, my pastor now, he says that the Bible and journaling and reflecting on God is not only a map, but it's a mirror. And yes. I thoroughly agree with that. It shows you where you are. And uh, two of the strongest words you can pray are, Lord, show me. Amen. Amen. So what other projects are you currently working on? I'm working on another book. Um, God has laid out the, the Shattered series. So there will be several. Um, first was Shattered Perspectives. Um, the one that's hopefully going to be done soon. I just was speaking to my publisher earlier today. Okay. It's called Shattered Ballerina. And it's when you lose the essence of life's dance. And um, me being a kid of the 70s and 80s, I took a lot of the famous dances, dance moves, and deconstructed them into a spiritual point of view. So it was really a fun project. And the basic question is, who are you dancing with? Who's your dancing partner? Are you dancing with fear or are you dancing with faith? Mm. Um, are you dancing with depression or are you dancing with your creator? Mm-hmm. So it's a very introspective book, but it's done in a very fun way. It's been a good project. Okay. So what can you suggest to those that are, are currently listening? And they're like, you know, I want to write about my experience, but I really don't know where to start in doing that. What suggestions can you offer those people? Journal, journal, journal. Yeah. Just grab a journal or go to the dollar store and get some of those little spiral things that fit in your purse or your car or glove box. Keep it with you. Um, and as thoughts come up, don't try to put everything in order. Just write them down. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then just ask God, you know, he, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. So if you want to write something, I know a really good author. He wrote 66 books. It's pretty popular. Ask yeah. him how to write um, your story because Revelation says that we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the lamb. Yeah. So just start by writing down whatever comes to your mind. Um, it doesn't have to be an hour at your computer. It can be five minutes while you're waiting or 25 minutes at the DMV or, or whenever just keep it with you and be ready to listen to what God might lay on your heart. Hey, that's good information. And I'm, I'm going to take that for myself as well. I've had people that would, that ask me to maybe contribute to um, different projects and everything. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Do I want to do this? Cause I know when I was in college and I was in college in my forties, um, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like writing at all. I did not write like writing at all I had a I always had a brain cramp from the beginning <laughs> trying to just write the first paragraph and so I know you are probably now being in college you are now doing APA format yes oh, and yes. Lord Jesus I hate it I'm not gonna <laughs> lie I hate college writing I, 
Oh, I hate it. <laughs> See, you know what? And, and maybe it was just college writing that just totally. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't like writing and I'm not doing it. So, but it's been yeah. in my heart to maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm still working with, with God on this because I'm still trying to negotiate on that writing thing. I don't know. <laughs> we'll you see. let me, you let me know how that works out. I tried that for about three years until yeah. uh, I finally gave up. But, um, you know, you and I both know that you're supposed to write something. I so. know. I know. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so, anyway. <laughs> so how can people get in contact with you, AJ? Um, real easy email. I'm usually at my computer now with school and on my phone. Um, you can find me on social media. It's AJ Luck on Facebook, on Twitter, AJ Luck on Instagram. It's AJ Luck. Um, I also have an author Facebook page. It's just AJ Luck, I think, hyphen author. Okay. Um, my website, uh, I haven't updated it in a while, but there's still some good content in there right now. It's just ajluck.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, if you're interested in the book, I still have a few copies that it is not currently available on Amazon. They are out. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to get more Kindle um, copies uploaded and paper copies, but I don't know how long that'll take. So if you're interested just message me on any of the socials or aj at shatteredperspectives.com is my email. It's just the name of my book. Okay. Um, and, or if, if there's something heavy on your heart and you want to talk about it and you don't know that you can be open with someone that you may know, I'm a good listener and um, I may not be able to fix anything. In fact, I can promise you I can't fix anything. Mm -hmm. If I don't know the answer, I will point you to any resources that I might have. Um, My passion is hurting people, especially hurting women in abusive situations. And um, I have a lot of resources here locally in Florida Mm -hmm. and throughout the country, but um, please know that you are not alone. That is the biggest lie of the enemy there are people who care and who want to help you. And even if you need prayer, just email me or message me and say, can you pray for me? And I will stop what I am doing at that very moment. And I will pray for you. And that is the God honest truth. She will definitely do that. And let me ask you something. Um, The meeting God outside of the box, is that one available as well? Uh, it should be. Okay. It, and if not, I have plenty in my garage. Just awesome. message me and I'll, I'll send you some out. Okay. For sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I will definitely be doing that because I would actually like to have a copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure you get it for sure. Awesome. So AJ, is, or do you have any last words for our listening audience? It just has been so much fun just having this conversation, just pretending that I'm having a cup of coffee uh, (laughs) with you, which is, you know, how I like to do that. And um, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. It really means a lot to me. Absolutely. Well, AJ, it has been a pleasure and honor to finally actually hear your voice and talk to you, even though we see each other on Facebook, but thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you. No, I appreciate you too. And just love you to pieces. And it is absolutely my honor to um, share the airwaves with you tonight. So thank you. Amen. You're welcome. Well, this is Althea with Wove Inspirations Midweek Motivation. 
You guys have an awesome day and keep moving forward. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Midweek Motivation on Wove Inspiration. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you would like to be a guest on the show, email your bio and picture to woveinspiration at gmail.com. If you would like to continue the conversation, make a comment, or you have any questions, you can share them on Wove Inspiration's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. This is your host, Althea Richardson. You're almost there. Keep moving forward.